everyone, to the Xamarin Podcast, keeping you up to date with the latest and greatest in Xamarin development. I'm James Montemagno. And I'm Pierce Bogan. Pierce, we have been away. We have been bad podcasters. Very bad podcasters. We're not sticking to our like every two weeks rule, for sure. Well, it's a new year, and in the new year, we have released a podcast in the first two weeks. New year, new me. Exactly. <laughs> oh my goodness. It's been a while. It's been about what, about a month and a half. So it's not too bad, right? It's not too bad because the holidays came and you know it's a little slower and there hasn't been tons of news. Connect already happened, you know. So it's kind of, you know, we let it bubble and and, and down at episode what fifty or whatever a little yeah. bit ago. So now we're we're back in it. It's a new year, it's a new Pierce, and uh yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great going into 2018. Just it's there's some really nice new releases in the last few weeks of things that have been coming out, and I think you know this week uh, when we're recording is CES week, so there's been a lot of like robots, basically robots everywhere, which is, is kind of cool, and um, it's cool to kind of see some of the newer tech from both Google and Microsoft and Apple kind of get out there like Android things is becoming a thing and there's some rebranding of things happening. So kind of it's a slower start to the year, but that's expected, I think. And we'll start going in and as conferences go, it'll start to get crazier. But, you know, we don't stop. More things are always here. But um, yeah, I mean, it's been crazy here, but I've heard it's been a little crazy in Boston. Can you even get into the office? Are you are you recording from an igloo or what's happening? Well, we had a snowpocalypse or like a snow bomb. I don't don't even know what they were calling it on the on the weather channels and uh so yeah it was it was crazy my apartment was actually mostly fine um for those who don't know it's like this crazy thing where you get like a whole bunch of snow but you also get like hurricane force winds there's like a storm surge because i always forget but boston's on the ocean and so basically what happened is um we were um we were in our apartment and my friend calls me up and he's like yo like this whole district in Boston is flooding and uh, oh I looked goodness. on Twitter and there's videos, which is crazy of there's like a couple feet of snow. And also there's like the ocean, which is coming in like you'd see on a hurricane. Like I used to live in Alabama. And so we had hurricanes that came in all the time and storm surge. And I'd never seen it when it was like literally 15 degrees out a storm surge plus that. And it was like, you know, 50, 60 degree winds. So that was crazy. Um, and then of course, with all that weather comes a lot of problems with plumbing and pipes and that sort of thing. So this morning I was awoken to um, my entire the entire apartment below me flooding uh, because a oh, no. uh, sprinkler pipe uh, burst. So that was fun. Yeah, like there was like five or six feet of water in there too. It wasn't even like a small amount. So it's that time of the year. I mean, I'm from Alabama, so it's a little tough getting used to this sort of thing. But I'm braving it out. How's Seattle been? Well, Seattle, you know, we don't, um, it doesn't get that cold here. It stays, it did snow around the holiday time, but we were out of town, so that was okay. But it was like less than an inch, right? So it's nothing major over here. And then it stays in like the 40s. So Seattle's perfect and beautiful. It's actually really rainy. This is the rainy season. So while it's snowing and it's miserable over there in Boston and pipes are bursting over here, just a little rain, just a little rain, uh, you know, not too bad. It's, um... It's a little bit of that time of year where people that live in Seattle for a long time, everyone's like, oh, it's so rainy in Seattle, all this stuff. I'm like, no, this this is the time, like right now, like this month and next month. And it kind of is a little a little bit of a downer, but we're trying to keep our spirits high over here, uh, I would say. Uh, there's a lot of cool stuff going on. I've been recording a lot of videos. And, and now that people are kind of getting back into the office um, you know, it's nice just to catch up with everyone and see how the holidays were going and stuff. So it's been really good. I mean... It's been good. I mean, I think um, 
it was nice to take a little break from the holiday from from the holidays. I didn't really do much coding, and then when I came back, I was actually surprised that there was not that many GitHub issues because apparently everyone else also went on holiday too. So that was good. So that was like it's a nice good. feeling, yeah. right? It's worse when you go on holiday and you come back and you have like a thousand emails and a thousand GitHub issues to go through, and you're like, I'm never going to get out of this hole of um, of, of notification. So it was kind of nice to come back and not be completely swamped. Uh, so yeah, everything's over here is going great, Pierce, and it's good to talk to you. I miss you. It's been a while. Hopefully, I'll see you. I don't know soon. I think I'm going to Boston in June. I think. <laughs> well, so, hopefully, I see you before then. That's not that soon. That's like half a year away. Yeah, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. Not bad. So yeah, cool. um, you want to get into it? You want to get some news? Let's some get stuff into some happening. news. Getting into some news. Well, you know, it's um. That type of year, going into the fall and into the new year, there's always new operating systems that came out. And obviously, Android Oreo came out quite a bit ago, 8.0, and we released support for that quite a while ago. Uh, but, you know, Google is always doing more in the operating systems. Hmm. And just like Apple is, too, with the new 11.whatever releases that we've been keeping up to date with, um, Google released Android 8.1, and we just released support for it um just literally just a little bit ago um of recording which gives you some brand new features as an android developer such as some optimizations for android go uh, neural networks api a bunch of new autofill enhancements um, shared memory api and there's also new updates to the good old support libraries you know them you love them they're the support libraries they're there for you so there's a lot of cool stuff there you can get that in visual studio uh, and Visual Studio for Mac, which is really cool. And you can use the new um, Android SDK um, manager that we have in both Visual Studio and Visual Studio for Mac to go and grab that stuff. You'll, of course, need the latest uh, SDK tools and um, platform tools and stuff, but make sure you grab that stuff. And it's in the uh, blog post that our good friend John Douglas wrote, which is quite lovely. He outlines what exactly you need when upgrading to 8.1. So definitely take a look at that. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned the SDK manager, which we shipped. Uh, I think we had a preview in Visual Studio uh, 15.4, and then we put it in 15.5, which shipped about a month ago. And we've also been working on a new device manager. Um, so as of Android SDK tools version 26.01, um, Google actually removed their support for their UI-based ABD and SDK managers in favor of their CLI tools. Um, so because of this change, um, moving forward, once you upgrade to 2601 or above for the Android SDK tools, you'll actually need to use the Xamarin SDK Manager, which we go ahead and include for you, like I said, in the default install of Xamarin. And for managing your emulators, you'll need to use this new Xamarin Android Device Manager, and that's currently in preview. Um, so the Device Manager is really cool. Basically, you can go in, you can create devices, you can manage it. If you've never, if you had always been using kind of like the default one that uh, was there before kind of the Android one that we were offering um, through Visual Studio. That one I, was, I wasn't a huge fan of and it was super confusing to use. And this one I like because it, it, it gives you all the options that you can actually pick. Um, it's, it's not limited in the UI and it's actually like, it feels like it's actually built for the platforms it runs on. Um, and I always got the feeling that like the Android SDK one, uh, excuse me, the Android built one um, was just kind of out there, just something they had to have. Um, and this one actually feels like it got some love. They put a lot of thought into the UI. So that's worth giving a try for sure. Um, especially, I think you can install it even if you're unstable. You can go through the Visual Studio Marketplace and actually just grab that. 
Um, so if you just go to our docs, which I'll link in the show notes, um, there'll be a link to the marketplace, download it, install it, boom, it's there and you can use it. Yeah, this one's cool because like you said, the SDK manager and the Android device manager that were out there from Google were like the original tools and even Google doesn't use them anymore. Those were like the Eclipse toolings and then they brought them over. Now they've integrated that stuff into Android Studio. So the bittersweet of this is that while yes, um, they remove them, which is kind of a bummer because kind of muscle memory. I know exactly how I like my Android emulators. The positive part, of course, is that, um, you know, you get a brand new user interface. It's going to be optimized for both Mac and PC. And then you can just go in. There's some nice things that they did here. So when you go in and select the devices, it will show you the uh, APIs and AVDs that you already um, AVDs are Android virtual devices, so we can get that in there. But it'll show you what you already have installed, and then you can. It'll also show you stuff that it supports that you can download optionally. Now it is in preview, like you said, Pierce. So we're definitely looking for feedback, and it will change a little bit. Like right now, the property grid is just a bunch of properties and values, but they do have the nice details, which I was a fan of. It tell you the default. It'll tell you what it works with, and you can remove and add them to it. But I went in there and I was just like, Hey, give me this thing. Give me device, you know, a Nexus five X and just work. Right. And it basically just worked. So that was pretty, pretty nice. Um, but a big bonus here, I should say, is that this also works with the brand new. So you have to use all this stuff. It's kind of like all the new, new, not even new SDKs, but like new tooling around the SDKs. But this, We'll use the new Android, the newer, newer, newer version 27 Android emulators, which give you instant boot. Do you know about instant boot? Uh, you know, I saw a blog about it, but it's it sounds amazing. Uh, emulators, I always want them to boot quickly. So anything called instant boot sounds interesting. Yeah. So I did a Xamarin show that'll be coming out, I think, next week. And then we're going to do a blog post on it. But when you pair the SDK with the new Android manager with the new the new emulator image or um, emulator thing, it's, it's, it's classic Android, right? Right. We have like a thousand things with different version numbers. When you do that, it'll en- enable Instant Boot, and what Instant Boot does is the first time or so, it'll boot up just in its normal boot method with the x86 emulators. But when you go to shut it down, instead of just closing. What it does is it creates a snapshot. So it creates a snapshot of wherever you're at currently. And then when you turn it on the next time, it boots in under one second and then reloads that snapshot from disk. So it doesn't, it's not actually rebooting the emulator. It's just loading your snapshot into memory, which is super cool. Yeah, that is, that's really, really nifty. Um, I think a cold boot for me on my machine, I mean, even with acceleration turned on, I think I'm looking at, you know, 15, 20 seconds. And that's before it's usable, not like when it just boots up originally. So, I mean, shaving 10, 15 seconds off that every single time, the like over a week or two or a month, that adds up to like a ridiculous amount of time. So I'm super pumped about that. Yeah. It seems so obvious. It's like why, like this is something that Android developers, you know, regardless of what platform you're using, have been complaining about for years. And they're like, oh, we finally did it. And I was like, amazing. Yeah, I think it actually may boot faster than my the new iOS simulators, to be honest with you. Because the iOS simulators, the first boot is like forever, especially my MacBook adorable. But it does the new iOS 11 ones and 10, they take some time sometimes. So it, it boots really quick and they work. That's the that's the biggest thing, as long as you have like the latest Haxum and stuff like that. So definitely try them out. So 
Um, but it's not just Android stuff, Pierce. I know that I'm an Android fanboy, but that you know that's just me. But we do have some new awesome updates to um, some things over in the world of iOS. Um, actually, two cool things that I'll talk about in the latest versions of Visual Studio and Visual Studio for Mac. And the first one is some updates to the storyboard designer. Um, do you use the storyboard designer from time to time, Pierce? All about the storyboard designer. And I know that, you know, like you're about to say, we, we've made some updates to it recently as well. Mm-hmm. And the storyboard designer, even if you're a Xamarin Forms developer, it's still important to kind of get in and learn the storyboard stuff because you have to create a splash screen and sometimes you might need to create some other um, other screen or whatever in there. So this stuff is really cool. Um, what's nice about it is they've completely redone the device adaptation and orientation. So now there's this nice visual guide to is it an iPhone X, is it an 8 Plus, landscape, portrait, and they have updated the new frame editing and constraint mode. So it's a little bit in depth, and what's really cool is I had Alex Corrado, who works on the iOS designer, come on to the Xamarin show, because reading the blog post is fine, but you really need to watch him use the design. He built the designer, right? Yeah. So you got you, you to gotta watch it, and it, it's like 20 minutes long, but he walks through all the new features, but also just how to really start designing stuff with the designer, and it, it blows my mind, because it was like really cool he showed how to like optimize for ipad versus landscape and portrait and like all these different things and he makes it look easy and and, and understandable so definitely check that out yeah and i remember a few years ago i mean this video is probably two or three years old now but he did a talk at evolve a couple years back and that was also one of those like when you see him using it as someone who built the tools like the way he navigates around i learned so much and i mean i use that thing almost every day and i learned so much in that hour session so i can't wait to see what happened on the xamarin show and all the updates yeah. Talking about Xamarin Show, not only did I get to have Alex come on, which is cool, but our good friend Oleg was in town um, not too long ago, and I had him come show off the brand new, awesome, ridiculous, automatic provisioning signing for iOS that's built into Visual Studio for Mac now. Have you used this thing yet? I haven't used the new one. I used the old one, but I understand that a lot of things were were changed and updated to make it even faster. Yeah, so this is still built off of Fastlane. Oleg came on a few months ago onto the show, and we did a blog post about how you can go in, you can you go in and f- pick your team, do this thing, X, Y, Z, do this stuff. And what happened was we got tons of feedback from the development community that said, like, this is really great, but I seem to be doing the same thing over and over again, and, you know, X, Y, Z. Um, so maybe we could just make it even easier. And let me tell you, this thing, when you just want to go and get this on your device... Like you just create a new project. Oh, I want to get this on device. You just like click one button, which is automatic provisioning. As long as you're logged into your Apple account with Fastlane, this is all powered by Fastlane. Once you log in, you pick your team, you check one checkbox, and it does everything for you. It'll grab your signing certificate of your machine. It will um, provision it. It'll provision your device, everything like that. It just handles it. Like, it's magical. So if you're like, oh, this thing isn't going on my device, or someone changed the app ID, just click a button and it's done. Um, so there's a great blog post from Amy um, on her documentation team. Um, and she also has the video from Oleg's visit to the Xamarin show uh, right in there. So definitely check that out. It's, it's super good. I love it. And also, by the way, it handles the capabilities inside of the entitlements too. That's new. Like that's the new hotness. So if you're messing around with the entitlements, it'll do it all for you. Oh, really? That's really interesting. And mm-hmm. Uh, you know, speaking of new APIs and additions to the platform, uh, 
Larry, I think he, Larry O'Brien, I think he actually updated his Twitter profile to be Larry in quotes, uh, deep learning and coffee O'Brien. Um, cause he does so much stuff around, you know, deep learning, machine learning, that sort of thing actually wrote a really, really cool blog. And he takes, honestly, in this blog, he talks about a lot of different technologies that I haven't really played with that much. And he combines them all together for like a really neat blog post. Um, so the blog post is titled Coromel Programming with Xamarin Mac and F-Sharp. So he takes a Xamarin app, Mac app, um, builds it in F-Sharp and pulls in Coromel. So Coromel was added in iOS 11. Basically, you have model files, which are generated um, from other frameworks. Um, so maybe like uh, TensorFlow or something like that. You can pull that into your iOS app and uh, add some machine learning, some deep learning to your apps. And so he actually comes, he, he grabs the Coromel, uses F-sharp and builds out a Xamarin Mac app. So really, really nifty. And as someone who honestly doesn't use F-sharp that much, it Coromel kind of looks like it's made for something like uh, F-sharp. So it's, it's really cool to see the, the syntax for this sort of thing. And then we also, speaking of the blog, um, to wrap up last year, uh, one thing we'd like to do every single year is the top 12 Xamarin blogs of 2017. Like, Countdown to Christmas or top 12. I forget what, what there's always the top 12 posts. Um, everyone has to always recap their top posts and we had some really good ones. So if you're like, what are some, you know, must reads for me, this is a post worth checking out and it actually covers some, some really cool stuff. So it's like, you know, you know, building Android apps with NAD framework, using Xamarin forms with .NET standard, uh, getting started with the async await, which who would have thought that I was using async await wrong in all my <laughs> list ever, um, stuff with Xamarin form startup time. Um, so there's all kinds of crazy stuff. And then, of course, the number one post is uh, Getting Started with MVVM. Um, it's by you, James. And I'm looking at your face right now. It's Crushed amazing. It. Um, and <laughs> obviously, you walk through, you have one where you're walking through the basics of MVVM. MVVM everyone always talks about it. Uh, it's what, what's your thing? MVC without the C. What was your joke that I, you always used to tell in your talks? It's just like MVC, but with more Vs and more Ms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I think I stole that for some of my talks. So yeah, you have kind of an intro video, which is really awesome because I think it can be a little scary kind of when you think architecture, like, oh, that's you know, that's going to be really difficult. And then you break it down really simply in 30 minutes. And then, of course, a lot of people like to pull in uh, third-party frameworks when they're doing MVVM work. So you had Brian Lagunas on, you had Laurent um, from the MVVM Lite uh, framework on. And so you, you cover kind of in general, how do you, what is MVVM? How does it work? And then you go into with each of these frameworks, how does it actually work? Um, so if you're new to Xamarin, and even if you're not, if you're interested in any of these frameworks, it's definitely worth checking out. Yeah, it's super fun. I mean, I love these blog posts. It kind of reminds me and I, I just I, I totally forgot that, uh, that that was the number one blog post. That's cool. People love the MVVM. I know, what was your what was your top pick out of all these? I mean, I know that was number one, but what was your favorite kind of stuff from the year? My favorite post or just favorite things that happened? I don't know. Maybe favorite thing from 20, 2017. I, I don't know. One of my favorite things is probably um, just the way that Xamarin Forms has gone. Uh, I think in the last year, uh, especially when combined with some other stuff. So, I mean, uh, I think we're on Xamarin Forms 2.5 now. We were on 2.3, it felt like for forever, for like a year. Um, and then from 2.3 to 2.5, we got a ton of new stuff. A lot of things around performance, a lot of things around extending forms into new uh, areas that forms wasn't before, new backends. Um, mm -hmm. But one of my favorites is when you, you know, you take, you, you showed this in the Connect keynote, or maybe it wasn't the keynote, it was one of the Connect sessions where you're grabbing, you know, the, the Swift-based Kickstarter app, you're using .NET embedding, which allows you to take .NET code and embed it in an iOS or Android app using uh, that's written in Swift or Objective-C or even Java and actually pull that puppy in, 
have a little screen that you've built with forms uh, with Xamarin and pull that into your app. And like, man, that's that's the future. And seeing all that stuff pulled together with Xamarin Forms is just amazing. Um, and I think the opportunities for Xamarin developers are broadening. Um, there's so much going on in the Xamarin space um, with forms, with .NET embedding. There's just there's just so much going on. So for me, that was that was the biggest thing, just seeing where forms went from the beginning of the year to the end of the year. And it makes me really excited for 2018. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, I agree. I think that if I looked at all of 2017, there was obviously exciting stuff around the new operating systems, new hardware with the iPhone X, for instance. You know, even though I'm not an iPhone person, it still excites me to see some innovation in the space. Um, and definitely even the Pixel line and some things with AI and assistance. Yeah, I mean, it's been a really great push, especially around the AI space with cognitive services, how they've evolved and the new services that they're adding in. I think from a Xamarin developer perspective, I really love, um, I mean, working on the live player has been absolutely delightful. I think for a broadening aspect of getting started faster, it's, it's lovely. Um, I think, I think you're right. I think, you know, native forms and .NET embedding itself are just like this thing that I hope really takes off even in the obviously non Xamarin community people that want to leverage shared code between their apps that are building objective C and, and Java applications. I mean, for me, I think if I was to try to pinpoint something that really um, probably took took the year for me, it, it took a while to get there, and I'm 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 happy about it. It's a long multi year process, I think. But my probably top picks now that I'm gone all in on it is is probably the evolution of .NET standard with the ecosystem around it and. I mean that by the tooling, because I think, you know, people asked me a year ago or two years or a year ago or whatever, you know, what, what do I like? Share projects versus this versus that. And I think that it got to the point where I got really happy around the tooling, about the packages that were out there and the APIs that were available. So once Donna Center 2.0 dropped, it even went just a little bit longer for some more tooling optimizations and fixes to work. And even now we've updated a lot of our templates with package references. So when I look at the whole of that, that really, I think, is this big jump point because now developers can just make a .NET standard library. It's just going to work everywhere. You don't have to worry about profiles or X, Y, Z. If it's just some .NET logic, it just runs. So I think over the next few years, the impact of, of what we're doing last year with .NET standard is really going to take it to the next level. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, talking about Connect, you talked a little bit about Connect. You talked about some, you know, .NET embedding, some native forms. Uh, there were some really cool things that happened. Not only did um, we have Connect and it made a bunch of announcements, but the apps that we built, the reference applications for Smart Hotel 360, along with all the smart AI, the website, the functions, the backends, all the stuff, we published all that code uh, on GitHub. So you can grab three different applications. The first one is the consumer application, which I showed off of this hotel application and custom renders, localization, all this stuff. There's also an employee maintenance app, which uses Xamarin Forms native forms. And then there's also this digital door NFC application, which is super cool too. So you can grab all that source code um, and also check out the video of us talking about it, which is super rad. And um, not only that, at Connect, we also announced the general availability of App Center. So if people are building applications um, and you're looking to get your CI, CD pipeline in place, but also testing your application and heck, I don't know, need analytics or crash reporting, um, we're going to be doing a webinar series on Xamarin University for Visual Studio App Center. 
on January 25th at 9 a.m. Pacific. Um, so Mark Smith's going to be doing that. It was going to be super rad. And if you haven't checked out App Center, head over to um, visualstudio.com and you can find App Center on there. Uh, I think it's actually just appcenter.ms is the main um, direct uh, line to it. And if you go to appcenter.ms, you know, we got a lot of questions around that, but, you know, almost everything about it is free, um, to be honest with you. Um, we had this question on Twitter, uh, not too long. I'm going to type this in so I can get to it. Yeah. When you go to the app center pricing page, people are like, Oh, I need some analytics or I need crash reporting. I want to integrate this thing into my app. And I'm like, how much is it? Like, they're like, Oh, what do I do? And I go, Oh, well use either you know, there's Raygun, There's other stuff. And just, you can use app center, right? Which is great. These are all compatible. And they're like, Oh, app center costs money. And I go, well, no, none, none of it costs money. You can get um, 240 build minutes per month to build your applications. You get 30 day free trial to test, but almost every, then everything else is free. So not only is it building and testing, like do you, do you get to build your apps for free, but you can distribute completely for free, unlimited distributions, unlimited users, all analytics are free. All crash reporting is free and push notifications are free. And you can create five audience segments to do the push notifications too. So go check it out and definitely join the webinar. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I mean, you you said general availability of App Center. There's also been a whole bunch of other updates kind of after Connect and as we head into the new year. Obviously, we didn't ship anything over Christmas because God knows I didn't want to be back up at the office, back up at the office fixing something or something <laughs> broke. But um, to, so to Stable Channel, you know, we love our really long uh, names for our releases. Um, so we have like. Visual Studio for Mac version 15.5. We also have Visual Studio 2017 version 15.5. So both of these were released, um, I think at the beginning of December, it might've been the fourth or fifth. And there's a lot of new stuff in this update. So a lot of the things that you saw at Connect are gonna be in this and are gonna be in this release. So a lot of the stuff around X2, Xcode, I don't know how I managed to just read that totally incorrectly. I did that yesterday. I can't remember which word. Have you ever done that thing where you like read a word and you're like, it's a simple word I've seen a million times before and I somehow managed to butcher it, but I just did. Um, so yeah. Xcode 9.2 support, a ton of bug fixes on the VS side of things um, and on uh, Visual Studio for Mac. Um, one thing that we did that I think is really cool um, and kind of a new way that you can kind of preview XAML as you're building it. Obviously, we have the live player, live run current view, which you could always use on a device. But the thing that me and James that we're always doing, we're mirroring our device up to the screen. Um, and so we have that side by side with Visual Studio as we're making changes to our XAML. It's being reflected on our device, including all the design time data. And so what we actually did was, well, we were like, well, you know, if we're doing this already, why why even have the mirroring? Why not just put it on the Android emulator? And so um, that's what we went ahead and did in 15.5. So that's a, a new way that you can preview XAML as you type uh, in addition to the Xamarin.Forms previewer. Um, one thing that I am super excited about, uh, Remoted iOS Simulator, um, which previously was enterprise only, which basically if you're on Windows, you're doing iOS development, you're connected to your Mac, uh, previously, you either had to have that Mac right right next to you on the desk. You had to like VNC in and see what was happening there, um, or you had to have Enterprise so that you, we could you could actually use our remoted iOS simulator, which is really cool because it actually supports some things that you know aren't supported on Mac, like multi-touch. So you can actually use your app like an app, mm -hmm. <laughs> which makes sense. Um, so yeah. it's really cool. It was awesome, but it was I was always kind of bummed because it was Enterprise only. And uh, as of fifteen five, that's not available to literally every developer. All SKUs of Visual Studio and Visual Studio 2017 have access to this. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, super nice. One thing that you will want to note if you're running a 
version earlier than 15.5 and you upgrade to 15.5 and you weren't already enterprise, didn't already have it installed, you might have to go into the installer and select it yourself. Just kind of a weird Mm. quirk of how the upgrade path works. But that's cool. Uh, Super excited about that. And then something we talked about on the podcast before was us updating, you know, the the templates. .NET Standard, you said that was one of your big things from last year. And so we updated the file new Xamarin Forms cross-platform app templates to use .NET Standard package reference, which we talked about in in the past uh, as a way to manage your your NuGet packages. Uh, We added some checkboxes so you can actually say, yeah, I want, you know, iOS and Android, but no, no UWP, or maybe I want UWP and Android, but no iOS um, at file new time. That was something we didn't have. And uh, from profiling here, it's also about 4x faster. Um, to unfold. Yeah, so it's, nice. it's, it's a huge improvement uh, in file new and we've gotten some really good feedback about that so definitely worth giving it a try yeah totally there's so much good stuff in there um, and the updates don't stop coming I mean we just released some new 15.5 and then we have a preview of course we always like to talk about what's in the preview and we just dropped a brand new 15.6 preview onto the world whole bunch of goodies you did a great blog post on this that we'll definitely put in the show notes uh, below but we actually added um, automatic Mac OS provisioning. We talked about the iOS stuff, which is cool. Um, I don't even know how that works, but it's bananas. There's a little <laughs> yeah, video in there. Yes. So uh, the Mac OS thing is really cool. So one of the things that if you're doing iOS with, with Xamarin on Windows, obviously you need the Mac for the build host. But mm-hmm. one thing that people kept saying, we already made the remote iOS simulator available to everyone. That was one of the top complaints. Another top complaint was, well, I, I really, I don't want to have my Mac at my desk. Maybe I have it like in a closet on my office or somewhere else. I don't want to have to, um, I don't want to have to, you know, have the Mac right next to me so I can plug it in because you can't plug in and debug over USB straight into Windows for iOS. Mm, and so that it. was another big request. And so 15.6, we're like, Wi-Fi deployment. And then another big request, um, well, why do I have to manage all this stuff on my build host for for my iOS apps? I have to install Xamarin iOS and Mono and they have to be the same version. And that makes things tricky when I'm changing versions. I have to upgrade so much stuff. And so now, honestly, like it, it's really seamless. You can actually connect to a Mac that ha- only has Xcode installed, mm. and that's it. Um, and we'll actually say, you know what? Don't have Xamarin iOS. Let's install that for you. Don't have Mono. We'll install that for you. Oh, you didn't accept that Xcode license that you were always really annoyed you had to go back to your Mac to accept. We'll even allow you to accept that remotely from uh, oh, cool. from Windows. So you can do all that from Windows without going to the Mac, which is really nice. And even if you're not setting up a new Mac, I was always really annoyed when I would get you know the version mismatch errors. Um, when you're connecting to a build host, and this will even auto-resolve those. Um, oh, nice. So that's cool. That's, that's, that's nice. really, really nifty. So I was super super pumped about that. And then um, some performance stuff, like um, design time builds are these crazy things that happen when you open a solution in Visual Studio. And mm-hmm. basically what they do is they provide a whole bunch of uh, metadata to like, you know, you wonder how IntelliSense works, how designers work um, without a compile. That This is how they work. It's like a minimal type thing minimal build and it's going to give you going to give basically the idea a whole bunch of metadata and it's one of the main things um, that causes solution load time to be so long Mm. Um, and so in this release we actually took a ton of time focusing on improving this um, and we did some profiling and you know locally we're seeing anywhere from about four to ten x improvement Nice. Um, in That's the amount great. of time that this happens. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean you'll get four to 10x um, solution load imp- improvement time because it's only one component of solution load. But if you, you know, if you open uh, a Xamarin app, close the solution, open a different Xamarin app, you'll definitely see it's much 
uh, speedier. And that's because all the Xamarin stuff's already loaded. You're just basically doing a design time build. And so that's really cool. That's really exciting. That's one thing that people have been telling us we need to improve. Um, so I'm excited about that. And then um, some other goodies, we added static analysis for Xamarin iOS. So like if you're doing something you shouldn't be doing, uh, we're adding some rules so that you actually get a nice little warning when you compile. Um, so that's nifty. And then something that for me as not a, you know, I'm a Xamarin Forms guy who does some Android occasionally. <laughs> um, I can't always remember the permission names. So we added, just like you have on Visual Studio for Mac, you can go into your manifest and actually filter down permissions. So I don't have to remember anymore um, the exact permission name for Wi-Fi. I can just type Wi-Fi. Oh, that's nice. That's pretty that's nice. Yeah, it's, it's those little bits. And like you said, um, you can grab that in uh, 15.6. It's in preview and you can run those side by side. So I'm running them right now yep. side by side, 15.5 and 15.6. And the other things you hinted at, right, was not only just that the remote iOS simulator is available in all editions, including the stable 15.5, but we also added some live XAML previewing with the Xamarin yep. Live Player, just like we did for Android. And the biggest thing that you kind of went really quick when we talked about the Mac syncing and stuff is the new iOS Wi-Fi deployment. So what's cool about that is Apple added this to Xcode not too long ago, where essentially you pair once over a wired connection, your iPhone, to Xcode. Yep. And then after that, you're able to use it as a debug target like it just shows up in your list so we've incorporated that into visual studio um 2017 which is crazy yep. um and what that means is that you first obviously have to still pair it with xcode you can't get around that process but then it will just show up inside of visual studio like a normal target so that's cool yeah really cool and we also have i mean a lot of this stuff is in visual studio for mac as well so um you're gonna see that same you know um, previewing in the iOS simulator with the XAML and the Xamarin Live Player, that's on Visual Studio for Mac. Um, the mm -hmm. Wi-Fi deployment for iOS, that's on Visual Studio for Mac. So a lot of this stuff we just mentioned obviously applies to Visual Studio for Mac yeah. as well. There you go. All right, buddy. Pick of the week. What is your package or tool for this podcast? Well, when we were talking about what the package or tool of the podcast would be, I was looking and I was like, I feel the urge to talk about media because every app has media. And then I was like, there's almost too many packages and tools for me to choose from. So I chose three. Um, so <laughs> I cheated. Um, so what actually spurred me to think about media was a guest post from Adam Fisher on our blog uh, promoting uh, his uh, Xamarin Forms video player. Um, so if you have video, you need to play in your app. He wrote a, a nice little control um, that you can use in Xamarin Forms. Uh, luckily, you don't have to drop down into all that native code to do all that, which is amazing because that AV code is tricky. It's tricky, man. Um, and so that's awesome. That's one option. Um, then we also have the Media Manager plugin, which was blogged about last year. And that is amazing as well. That can do audio, video, a whole bunch of stuff um, from remote and local sources. So that's another option. And then, of course, if you're doing, you know, you need to take a photo, you need to save it to disk, like those sorts of things. You can never forget about the trusty media plugin for Xamarin Windows <laughs> because that thing is clutch and I have it in basically every app. So all three of those are my package slash tool of the podcast. If you're doing media, you should be evaluating all of those as possible options, especially you if you're doing it with Xamarin Forms. Yeah, totally. That's good. That's awesome. Yeah, those are good picks. It's, it's a wide space and a lot of different things to think about. And there's just playing, but recording and taking you know pictures, video, audio, all that good stuff. So um, I wanted a little bit different route because I just recorded a, a video this afternoon with Donovan Brown on Visual Studio Toolbox over on Channel 9. And I wanted to talk about my new 
um, mobile task extensions for Visual Studio Team services. So um, if anyone's followed me on Twitter or just even in some podcasts that I do, you'll kind of know that I've fallen in love with VSTS for a lot of my build and even mobile build. That's how we build the live player completely in VSTS. And when apps have like a really complicated structure and you need to do a lot of stuff, you're deploying backends. VSTS is awesome. And what I did is I worked um, not only myself, but also with some people from the community on some mobile tasks specifically for iOS and Android apps that you can get. They're public now on the mobile, um, on the Visual Studio Marketplace. And what's cool about these are they're just tasks that you install into Visual Studio Team Services. And then you can do stuff like bump your iOS and Android version numbers, the not only just the public visible ones, but also the identifier that has to increase with every single build, uh, which is cool. I also have another task in there that um, uh, that will enable you to change the app identifier. So maybe you have a different one for development versus production uh, versus something else. And you can also change your app name, which is really cool too. So you can change the app name that is displayed um, on the icon, for instance, which is really nifty. So those are all available. So that's kind of my pick because I've been using them a lot and they work great. So definitely check them out if you're using VSTS or looking to use VSTS. And I wrote a blog post on my blog uh, all about them. Yeah, there you go. Amazing, man. I feel like we covered, we were like, it was a slow time over the holidays. And then we just spouted a whole bunch (laughs) of things that had happened over the past few months, you know, for 40 minutes. That's crazy. Yep. I think that's going to do it. We'll let people go. We got some more meetings to run off to. Pierce, it is always an honor and a privilege to catch up with you. And we hope that everyone has enjoyed um, um, the Xamarin Podcast. You can always write into us by going to xamarinpodcast.com. Uh, there's links there to you know subscribe on your favorite audio um, player. You can, of course, leave reviews on Apple Podcasts or you can follow us on Twitter. I am at James Montemagno and Pierce, I believe, is at Pierce Bogan. Is that correct? That's right. Boom. Easy peasy. It is literally our names. But of course, if you go to XamarinPodcast.com, you can find all of those links to not only write into the show, but also follow us. So I think it's going to do it uh, over here. Anything else, Pierce? That's it for me, man. All right, cool. Check you later. Check you later. Peace. <laughs>